0: Join Dr. Wayne Fry for Others today's message, to already in progress. Why are you looking the same way at yourself? Isn't it easy to tell somebody, "Oh, oh, you need to grow up in that area," or oh, "You need to work on some things"? Isn't that amazing? But it's almost always outwardly. We don't sit down and ask ourselves the question: Am I, am I growing? Am I, am I growing? Am I better today than I was six months ago? Am I better today than I was? When I first gave my heart to the Lord, am I growing? Y'all hear what I'm saying? Go to 1 Corinthians now uh, for our foundational text here. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, which we all probably are familiar that it's considered the love chapter. That uh, Paul spends uh, most of the chapter talking about the God kind of love, the agape love that we all can and should walk in. Because it's been shared abroad in our hearts by Holy Spirit. So it's no such thing that you can't walk in love. You just choose not to. Amen. Oh, that's a good lesson right there. Amen. All right, look at this. King James first, and I'll, I'll give you a couple of other translations. King James 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Say, I'm there if you're there, please. There. All right, it says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away what? Childish things. All right. What did he do when he grew up? He put away what? Childish things. All right. Listen to this in the Amplifier. Verse 11 in the Amplifier says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, listen to this, I am done with childish ways, or I like that, and have put them aside. I'm done with it. You ever been done with something? I'm just done. I'm done. Yes. Right? I'm done with childish ways, and I put them aside. Okay? Now, let me give you a message. Message translation here. of Same verse. Verse 11, 1 Corinthians 13. Listen to this. When I was an infant. At my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooed like an infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. Amen. Are y'all hearing that? I left those infant ways for good. I mean, though, as an adult, it would be uh, psychotic, crazy, <laughs> unnatural for you to roll up on your mother, sit up on your lap talking about, I want something to eat. Ew, right? <laughs> so he says when he was a child, he was upon this, But he when he when he grew up, he put away those things. He put aside those things for good. And so some uh, we in the body of Christ, we need to also understand that there's a growth process and there's a maturation process that we are responsible for f- for fulfilling as a child of God. And it does not happen automatically. So just like there's a weaning period for you naturally off the milk, there's a weaning period that you should uh, embrace off of the milk of God's word to move on to some more weightier matters in the things of God. But it takes growth to do that. Your digestive system has to develop to a place where you can receive. Now, look at the things that Paul talked about here in, uh, in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, when he was a child, notice the first thing he says, he talked like a child. Then secondly, he said, he thought as a child. And then thirdly, he reasoned as a child. So there's, he talked like a child, he thought like a child, and he reasoned. What that word reason means, he made decisions as a child. Okay? But he says, when he grew up, he put away childish things. Now, I'm going to get ahead of myself, and I'll come back to this before we finish. But really, the signs of maturity can be seen in your vocabulary, in your thinking, and in your decision-making. Got it? So if you're not seeing change in your vocabulary, your thinking, and your decision-making, you really have to ask yourself the question, am I growing? Are y'all hearing this? All right? So let's get into this and... uh, and I believe it, it, it will bless your life if you allow it, if you hear it, and, uh, and you do it, okay? Now, so some of the things, some of the, the challenges that elementary school administrators have with their students should not be some of the same challenges supervisors and managers have with their employees. Oh Lord, hunch your neighbor Say it's gonna be a good lesson, it's gonna be a good lesson. I, I, I can tell already, I can tell already, I can tell already. School administrators in elementary have a different set of dynamics than employers and supervisors and managers have on the workplace. And I can yield it over to the church, pastors and spiritual leaders. Okay? Because in elementary school, the school is filled with Children that talk like children, that think like children, and make decisions like children. You got it? And so they have a whole set of dynamics. Now, when you come from elementary school, to middle school to high school, and you graduate in some college, there should be an unspoken expectation by your supervisors, by your managers, that they they should not have to deal with some of the same issues an elementary school official has to deal with. But yet, they do. you a grown person, walk down here and join the church. Out of your own free will, that should be in some unspoken expectation from the pastor and the spiritual leaders. That we shouldn't have to deal with some of the same dynamics that we see in the elementary school. I'm going to go back a little bit. Y'all ain't helping me today. Y'all ain't helping me. Ain't nobody saying nothing today. Ain't nobody saying nothing. But that's reasonable, right? Because from all all what I can see, you look like you're grown. You drove yourself here. You raised your own hand. You. Came down on your own, fill out your paperwork. It's a reasonable expectation that, okay, I don't have to treat you like you're in elementary school. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. It is an honor and privilege to be able to come into your homes each and every week with the living word of God. Today marks the one-year anniversary of us being on the church channel. Praise God. This journey has been a leap of faith for us, but you know what? God has provided every step of the way. How has he provided? He's provided through people like yourself that have been viewing consistently and also consistently sowing and giving into this broadcast, enabling us to preach the gospel through the airwaves. Praise the Lord. Now, when I think about this past year, I'm telling you, it has been incredible. We've seen people give their lives to the Lord and get saved for the very first time rededicate their hearts back to the Lord, be filled with the Spirit of God. Man, it has been incredible. When I think about all the testimonies that come in, because we receive letters every week about people's lives being blessed by the broadcast, I remember a lady wrote to us from Florida who had told us that she had been in the house for eight months, that's right, she's never left the house in eight whole months, but as she was flipping through the channels, she came across this broadcast and the word that I was teaching so encouraged her life that she got herself together, got up the next day, put on some clothes, and left the house. Praise the Lord. Now, another lady I'm thinking about, her, her husband lost his job, and they were in finan- having financial challenges, but the Lord led her to sow a seed into this ministry, and within three days, she received a check in the mail for $5,000. That's right, I said within three days, she received a check for $5,000 to help her and her husband with their household affairs until he was able to secure another job. Praise the Lord. There is testimony after testimony uh, just like those because of people who receive from this broadcast. So I know there's an anointing and there's an assignment upon my life to, to have television ministry, and I can't do it without faithful and supportive people like yourself. So if this broadcast has been a blessing to you in any way, call us, use that number at the bottom of the screen, let us know, say, hey, this broadcast is a blessing to me, I truly enjoy it, and also, if you're so led, sow a seed, give an offering into the ministry to help us continue to preach the gospel through the airwaves, because I'm excited, I'm looking for many, many more years of being able to come on television and preach this living word of God. So again, I wanna say thank you for your past support, but I also wanna say thank you for your continued and future support of this ministry. I cannot do it without people like yourselves. So God bless you. Thank you for supporting. And stay tuned. We have an exciting lesson that we're going to be sharing with you today that will truly encourage your life. God bless you. All right. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. Let me, let me just share some things with you, get you so y'all can receive. When a group of Christians were, were asked about what hinders their growth, these are four top responses that they uh, received back. Number one, hindrance. These are what people say, not just what I'm saying. Just what people say. Uh, people said that one of the, one of the things that hinder their growth or the maturity is number one, their priorities are out of order. Their priorities are out of order. They're putting things that are important to their growth and maturity lower than things which has nothing to do with their growth and maturity. And we all know you spend more time on those things that you prioritize. And a lot of times those things which you don't prioritize, they don't even get touched because you spend so much time and energy on the things that you do prioritize. All right. Secondly, they, they responded, I have relationships that do not value God's word. I'm gonna go on this side for them. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Number two, the response is: I have relationships that don't value God's word. So in other words, there are there's compromises within the relationship because the relationship itself does not value God's word. Y'all hearing that? Okay. Thirdly, they said, kind of tied into uh, uh, number two, but I've compromised in the little things. I've compromised in the little things. And as Jesus said, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine, right? Sometimes we, we're so major, or so, we're so focused on the major, the minor things are eroding the foundation, and by the time you finish dealing with the major thing, and come back down to it, your foundation is crumbling. Because the little things have been eaten away at your foundation because you've been so focused on the major things. But I found some things out um, that if you, if you deal with some minor things, some of the major things would just automatically be taken care of. You, you see what I'm saying? And so I compromised in the little things, uh, in, in the little things, all right? And then number four, The fourth answer, and these are the top answers that they received out of the group that they polled, is distractions. Distractions. Things that hinder people's growth is distractions. Mm -hmm. You sit down, you establish that, I need to work on some things, Uh, I need to to be diligent in some areas, and as soon as you make that decision, four things come up to offer you a distraction. Mm -hmm. And because the process of change and the process of growing isn't fun all the time and some of the distractions are fun you lean to the distractions and you leave what you really need to be done be doing y'all got that did y'all get all four of those priorities are out of order i have relationships that don't value god's word i have compromised in the little things and distractions okay listen to these quotes i'll I'll read them a couple times if you don't get them you have to get the uh cd all right Quotes, listen to this. There is nothing more dangerous to your own salvation, more unworthy of God, and more harmful to your happiness than that you than that you should be content as you are. Well, I'll say that again. There's nothing more dangerous to your salvation, more unworthy of God, and more harmful to your happiness, than that you should be content as you are. I know Paul says in every place to be content, but we shouldn't stop. Amen. We should always be pressing to go to another dimension in life. And nothing's more harmful you than your salvation. Say, well, you know, God took me. God received me as I was. You know, people got to deal with it. They got to swallow. it. They got to deal with who I am. No, uh, that's selfish because you can be better. Tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you can be better. You can be better. be better. Take yourself off the shelf. Put yourself down on the table so you can be worked on. You can be better. I can be better. Amen. We all can be better. We don't, we're not walking around here working at maximum output all the time. Yeah, we're not. We're not walking around giving our all and our best all the time. If you said that, you, okay, praise the Lord, we're going to pray for you. Because <laughs> there's some time that you hold back. Right. Depending upon who you're with, some people you don't, you don't feel like you should give your all with. So you kind of do a half job, a three-quarter job just to get the job done, move them out the way, move something else. Amen. Then there's some other people that, you know, you want to uh, impress. <laughs> and then you just go all out, man. You just go all out. Right? Amen. Okay, y'all, okay. Y'all, ain't still t- y'all still ain't talking to me. That's all right. I'm going to go back on this side. <laughs> Listen to this quote. A lot of people's religion reminds me of a rocking chair. These are quotes that I found. Uh, a lot of people's religion or Christian life reminds me of a rocking chair. It has motion but no progress. Mm-hmm. Oh, longhorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has motion but it has no progress. We can see you doing a bunch of stuff, wow. but are you progressing? We see you always here, always in church, and that's great, that's good, that's wonderful, but are you progressing? Mm-hmm. Have you moved beyond where you were last year? Mm-hmm. Or are you just doing? What was the two sisters, Mary and Martha? Uh, one of them ran out to meet Jesus. The other one was in the kitchen. I don't know which one, one of them, Mary and Martha, whichever one. Uh, the Bible will tell you which one of them. Uh <laughs> Mary and Martha, one of them stayed back. And uh, was washing dishes, you know, cooking the food. Got mad at the sister. Said, can't you help me in the kitchen? Jesus said, she's chosen the more weightier thing. This girl is here trying to go to the next level. You trying to set a table. Okay, I'm going to keep on going. Listen to this. This is wonderful. Listen to this. We try things as short-term fixes for long-term challenges but it keeps going around and around. Anybody ever read, written a Ferris wheel? Merry-go-round. <laughs> what does it do? It keeps going round and around, or around and around and around. And that's what happens when we attempt short-term fixes for long-term challenges. Because if you don't, if you don't stick with it and get a permanent fix, that's going to come right back around in your life again. It may be six months down the road, it may be eight months down the road, it may be a year down the road, but if you don't really take care of it like you're supposed to take care of it, it will show up again. And see, what happens is, we jump on things, and when we have challenges, we jump on it, and the moment we get the first glimpse of relief, we stop. The moment, the moment we get some kind of relief because the pressure, the pressure moves us to do something and as soon as the pressure valve is turned back a notch, we back up off of it and say, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing that that pressure hasn't been completely eradicated and it's starting to build up again. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, pressure's going to be there again because we're looking for short-term fixes. And sometimes you can't fix things in short term, you got to keep working this thing and working this thing and Amen. working this thing and Amen. working this thing and working this thing and working this thing until you have total and complete victory. Amen. Amen. Where it doesn't move you like it used to move you. Amen. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, and then last quote, last quote uh, is this. A believer's life is shaped by a decision. A believer's life is shaped, fashion built by a decision. Decision. A decision. Your decision to give your heart and life to Jesus and to follow Jesus should have been the beginning of shaping your life. But a lot of times people don't even move past that one initial decision and they stay the same and they think Jesus is supposed to do the rest. Jesus already done what he's going to do. It's up to you now to now make decisions to shape your life. So if you don't like the shape that your life is in, change your decisions. Amen. Come on, isn't that easy? Amen. You know, notice that we ain't pray, we ain't fast, and we got the answer to that. <laughs> Some of y'all been praying three years. <laughs> I'm gonna change this. The answer is change your decisions. Amen. Isn't that amazing? But you've been praying three years. You've been fasting. You could have been eating. <laughs> you could have been enjoying your meals with the rest of your family, and you fasted, fasting, trying to get an answer from God, and, God, and the answer just simply change your decision. Amen. And it will change the shape of your life. Go to Hebrews now, chapter number 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Everybody okay? Amen. Okay, Hebrews chapter 3. Okay, at verse number 19 of Hebrews 3. Let's go there. King James Version says like this. So we see that they could not enter in because of what? Because of what? Unbelief. Unbelief. Now I'm going to talk a minute or so about unbelief. Unbelief Unbelief is, is a strong, a strong word. All right. Look at verse number 1 of Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4.1 says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come what? Short of it. So there's a promise given to every last one of us that we can enter a place called rest. Everybody say rest. 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 Rest is absence of agitation, absence of fighting, absence of turmoil, and absence of you know, frustration. That's what rest is. Anybody know, anything, anybody know anything about good sleep? Talk to me about good sleep. Good sleep is what? Good. When you can lay down and be like, you don't have no cares. Or you decided not to care. Amen. You might have some cares, but right now, I don't care. I'm going to sleep. I, y'all, <laughs> you lay your head back there before, and you don't even remember falling asleep. Like, y'all, you wake up, you're like, oh, when I fall asleep, that sleep was good. I mean, it's just like, that's some sleep. <laughs> and you wake up, rest, rested. You wake up re- rejuvenated. Uh, you know, you wake up ready to go for it because you. I mean, you got some. I mean, that's some deep sleep. That's some level three type sleep. I don't, I, they got they got a name for it. I don't know the name of it. Yeah, rim, okay, REM. If you call it REM, it's REM. It, it's good sleep to me. That's what it, So there's a promise for every last one of us as children of God to enter to a place called rest when we're awake we should have the same experience as if we're sleeping good. Amen. Amen. That when you're awake at the end of the day, you're refreshed, rejuvenated. Oh, yeah, I'm losing my crowd on that one, man. I'm losing my crowd on that one. See, we're, we're going home. We're at the end of the day, we want, we want to go to sleep. Isn't that right? Don't talk to me about nothing at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, my mind has shifted gears. <laughs> yeah. Sit down somewhere. That's why I want to do at 8 o'clock. But into to a place of rest, it doesn't matter what time it is, yeah, yeah. what's going on, you're ready to respond. Not that you have to be doing something all the time, but you're ready to respond because you're in the place called rest. And so there's a promise given to us called rest. But Scripture says some may fall short of it. And there are many in the body that are not resting. Oh, you sitting still and your mind is racing. Going hundred thousand miles an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. NASCAR race going on in your head, and you can't even get any peace. You lay down and go to sleep and can't go to sleep because the cars and then the thoughts and the and the challenges are just racing in your head. You are so far from rest you don't even know what to do. And now all you want to do is get away from people. Get away from things. Get away from responsibility. Leave me alone. You're not resting. And so now you're agitated. And you're anxious. And you're antsy. Oh Lord! And everything's emergency. You look down and you see your car. I need gas. Ah! What am I doing? I need gas. Ah, what it is, gas. Calm down, man. Just calm, just hey, just calm down. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm talking about people in the church. I ain't talking about people in the world. I'm talking about people right in the body of Christ. Amen. But there's a promise yeah. given to you that you can enter. Rest. Amen. Say it with me today, rest. rest. Wow! Didn't I tell you that this lesson was going to be exciting? Now, I was not able to put the entire series on the broadcast today, but what I've done is I put the entire lesson "Are You Growing?" in a CD and DVD set for you to have in your faith library. And also, I've drastically discounted the price. Because I really want you to get this series because I believe this word will challenge you and encourage you to grow up and release some of that potential that you have on the inside of you. Glory to God. So if you call today, the number is at the, bo- the at the bottom of your screen, you can get the four-part CD set for only $20. That's right, the four-part CD set for only $20. Or if you prefer, you can get the four-part DVD set for $30. Part DVD set is $30 if you call that number right now call us write us go on our website We have many ways that you can get this into your faith library because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God again Thank you for viewing today's broadcast until next time continue to live the life of faith. God bless you You've been watching the life of faith broadcast with dr. Wayne a fry We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the word of God this broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.